are listening to the one of us net podcast network one of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions we do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads but on a case-by-case basis if you're interested in that contact us at one of us net at gmail.com with the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. Everybody, welcome back to the Screener Squad. My name is Chad, and I'm at the end of COVID, so that's why I sound like shit. Today, I have Frank, Sarah Jane, and Kim with me. And guys, we well, first off, say hi. Sorry, I didn't mean to like step on you. Just say hi. Say hey. Hey, hey guys, everybody. how's it going? Hey, everybody. Hey. hey. <laughs> we uh, not collectively, unfortunately, because uh, you know we're all never near each other but we watched a romantic comedy that just came out called maybe i do it's based off a play and right off the bat i'll say it definitely feels like a play (laughs) it feels like (laughs) that's not a bad thing like i I love it no it doesn't Um, but i i will say it feels like like a, a 30 minute play like this is, you know, this is a guy that wrote Boy Meets World and it feels like a, you know, like a sitcom episode of a play, if that makes any sense. Well, and it definitely has a two act structure. Like it's a very hard, like when the first act ends and you're like, oh, is this the part where I go to the bathroom and get a drink? Um, it, it goes right into the second act. So it, it doesn't have a normal three act structure. But but basically the story is this couple, they're at a wedding it's uh, what Alan and uh, Michelle and Michelle's super excited to get the bouquet and Alan just like freaking superheroes it over a table and catches the bouquet and she gets mad at him and they go to their parents house and try to have serious conversations with their parents about marriage and is it the right thing to do and each parent has a different opinion because uh, secretly they've all kind of it's it's not like a wife or husband swap but basically uh one person cheats on the other one's mother it's it's just a comedy of errors and then it all comes together in the second act where everyone realizes like oh i have a thing for you and oh we had a thing together and our children are about to have a thing together so it in that way 
if you look at it and it's like a stage play, I would have had a really good time watching a show like this if it was like a stage performance, because this definitely screams a stage performance. I thought it had the bones of a good comedy. I was really expecting to have more laughs oh, throughout it, but it ended up being more of a melodrama and, and a slow burn one mm-hmm. at that. I think that the, <laughs> I think that the laughs are... You know, I, I was, I guess maybe, and I'm, the trailer didn't tell me this. I don't even know why I thought this, but I was expecting something more farcical and more slapsticky. Um, you know, I'm thinking more of like the, um, like the French sex farces from like the uh-huh. from, from the '60s. I thought maybe we're gonna get like a, a variation on that. And no, it, this this definitely um, ended up being a little bit more meditative. You know, it it, it definitely tried to. Have, to have some comments on uh, marriage from different vantage points from um, the people who are who are about to um, you know approach it or enter into it and people who have sort of like been left sort of not jaded by it but um, have sort of like been have bur- sort of like burned out on it um, I wasn't expecting that to be honest I, I did get one laugh and that was uh, the fact I had laughed at Richard Gere laughing his way throughout this movie because he laughed like every line of delivery. He was laughing. And I was like, I'm not sure that is that's noteworthy. what he's supposed to be doing. But well, that, yeah. that's also noteworthy because I just can't picture air. I saw this movie and I still can't picture Richard Gere laughing. Like Richard yeah. Gere is not a laugh type guy. No, Sarah it's Jane, it's so funny you mentioned that because I literally I took notes during this movie. One of my notes is, is Richard uh-huh. Gere OK? Because he did not seem to be on the same page with anyone else with his performance. He was either so phoned in, it was a joke, or he was like, like you said, chuckling through his lines. I'm like, did he do this? Did he know they were filming? It was so strange. And obviously, Richard Gere is a fantastic actor. We've seen him in a million great movies. This movie, I, I just don't know. I don't know what was going on with him. Maybe he got some new medication, but... Literally, my only comment about him is, is he okay? I, I, I don't think this movie does anybody any favors. And it's not. No. Um, it's I, 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 I wasn't crazy about this movie. I, I, I really applaud like what it's trying to do. And because it, it, it does actually, you know, bring up some points. I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting. And yeah, okay, that, that, that's fair. That's true. I know people who have been through that or have felt that. But um, I think, Chad, I think you're right. This movie is so lacking in. Um, and it is that missing act. And I feel like we, we don't have people here, really. We don't have real characters. And it's a complaint. I, I, when, whenever I see a movie that does this, I just can't help but like harp on it. We, don't ha- we just have like sketches here. We don't have any like mm-hmm. flesh and blood people. And I think we need that missing act to actually get to know these people. You know, everyone says, you know, I feel sorry for this person. Should I really hate this person? Whatever. There, that, that doesn't apply here because there's uh, everyone's so sketchily written. It's um, and you do feel it's like you're sort of wasting your time at the end of it when this movie was wrapping up. Like, well, well, I didn't really get much from this because there was not much given to me. Completely to with. agree with your point, Frank. I will say, as far as character development goes, I did really enjoy meeting um the young couple first and getting to know them. Um, obviously Emma Roberts, she's she's kind of marriage hungry or thirsty. So she's like ready to get married right now. Her partner, who I just re- referred to in my notes as Emma Roberts fuckboy, um, because yes. the, the fuckboy energy yeah. was radiating off of him. Every smirk he did made me want to punch mm. him in the face. I don't know why she was dying to marry him, but that's 
But so meeting them first and getting a general, like very shallow idea of their characters and then meeting their parents, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense why he's a fuckboy because his mom is Susan Sarandon and she's kind of flighty yeah. and aggressive and probably a narcissist as well. So I could see that trickling down to her son. And then the opposite, Emma Roberts' parents uh, are kind of meek, but they're they're trying to project this a symbol of like lasting love and marriage and all that. And they've, they've really mm -hmm. instilled that in her, that marriage is an important milestone in your life and you should be working towards that. So I, I did enjoy that part of their character development, just seeing literally where the two younger characters get their personalities from. I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah. I wish we would have been able to like delve into the, the two sets of parents more out. I, I, I really want to know, and it, it just brushes against this really, but brushes over it rather. I, I really want to know how they each got to where they got to like, what, what was, what were their journeys to that night with their relationships, with their, you know, with each other, with the past. Um, yeah. Know, well, that's a, a totally different act. movie. I know. You but don't I, even need the kids. It's the kids that are making them face that. They're not going to face it on their own, really. But, uh, but yeah, no, I just, I, I, I wanted more so I could, uh, I just wanted more. Not, not because I liked what I got. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like we're just, you know, missing. It's like a, like a table with, with a, with a leg gone, you know, it's not standing up. I, I'm, I'm going to stick to, I think this would fare better on a live performance. Like the first thing I thought of, cause there are moments where like, I did laugh out loud. Like there are some good zingers, especially from, uh, Sam, uh, I don't even know when, which one that is. William H. Macy or Richard Gere? Oh, yeah, William Sam. H. Macy. Thank you. I was like, you know. <laughs> Sorry. He's the only one that I feel like has like two very different sides and has to play uh, two different characters. But like he's such a sweet and innocent person. But when he's with his wife, he's this vindictive bastard. And I love it. Uh, but I, I, I feel like all these performances with these actors specifically would have done. They're all stage actors. They've all done stage work. Um, this would have been way better suited for their performances, even if Richard Geard was kind of flighty and smiley, whatever. All this stuff would have played way better on the stage. And, you know, it shows in the way they shot this movie. Like it's no, it's nothing great. Like it's it's a very standard shot movie and not that rom-coms have to look spectacular but you know if you're if you're gonna take a stage play and put it on screen you have to do something more interesting i think that's also the the jacob's like filmography filmography because if you look it is literally just like sitcoms and you know up boy meets world Asaya is a lot more niche sitcoms but it's like he grew up like network television and also randomly in there there's a producer credit for quiz show but you know, it's, <laughs> but it's just all sitcoms, and, and you can tell because it's this. And I think this is his directorial feature film directorial debut, and um, it, it it's very uninspired in terms of just the just the look and feel of it. Uh, because you do you do need yeah, even though it is a rom com, and rom coms do have the uh, you know oftentimes have the blueprint. You do want a little bit of panache uh, with with the camera as much as you can do, and. Um, here, there just isn't any of that did anybody get any insight like any insight into relationships or marriage? like i'm married so this is definitely i'm kind of like in the middle like i'm not a newlywed but i'm not old and vindictive 
I'm, I'm, I'm in that, you know, transitional period. I mean, so I anything could happen still. I, I guess. What not well, to become? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been married. Uh, I've been with uh, my husband. We got together in 2003, but we didn't get married until 2010. And we didn't, we never really wanted to get married. It wasn't like, like I could not relate to Michelle at all. Like I oh, never yeah. wanted to be that person. And I don't me think, I, I mean, I guess those people exist, but they just seem like Instagram models to me. Like this is a man who wrote this. And so I feel like he just wrote a stereotypical woman. And I, I guess they do exist, but I didn't relate to it. But while I was watching this, I did think, because both my husband and I are, are old, and so I was thinking, you know, we're not at the point where they are yet, where they're like in their last stage and there's really nothing else to look forward to and are we living our best lives, that kind of thing. But I did think about the state of the marriage and that kind of stuff, so it did make me think. It didn't give me any other insight that I didn't already have, but it did make me think about it. So A little bit disagree with what Sarah Jane said, only because I do personally have friends who are who are very much like Emma Roberts' character, so I, I didn't think it was like completely a stereotype. Yeah, because I, do too. <laughs> I like I have friends who can't be single. And you know, they they just always yeah, pushing to be in well. a commit committed something. So I'm like, okay, this is pretty realistic from my point of view. And then same thing with the older couple. You know, if I feel like if any of us have spent time with our grandparents, my grandparents have been married for almost sixty years. And they it's this movie really did a good job of portraying two people who've just been together a good chunk of their lives and they're just bored for lack of a better word. Um and what yeah. happens when you you get you know bored? You start looking at other options. I I guess I I didn't honestly I didn't really know what the movie was trying to say about marriage. At first, I thought it was pushing for the sanctity of marriage and how it's important in society and blah 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 blah. But throughout the movie, I think they it it kind of didn't really have any firm objective about marriage. I think it largely winged it. Yeah, I love. The, the, the two younger characters, especially the Emma Roberts character, she is sort of like marriage hungry. And I, I kept on thinking about that woman uh, that was on the that was on the Today Show. She was determined she was going to get married by the end of the year. She had bought her dress. She knew the venue. She was single. Okay, by the way. But yeah, she, <sighs> she was determined she was going to get married by the end of the year. Like she had had enough of this shit. And um, and I was like, oh my gosh. And I, I think it's that, that there's a difference between um, feeling like you need to be married, feeling like you need to be with somebody and, you know, versus genuinely wanting to share your life. Frank, tell me why that little story you told about this woman wanting to get married in a mirror was more interesting than this whole movie. <laughs> I'm literally what? in the edge of my seat like, but did she get married? Don't, don't leave us hanging, Frank. Did she get married? <laughs> Look her up, I'm sure. Okay, I will. <laughs> well, that, 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 that's, what, uh, that's what made me like think about uh, when I saw Emma Roberts at that wedding. I was like, okay, yeah. Oh, that, where happened to that lady? But uh, yeah. maybe I don't watch enough romantic comedies or I should say I have in my later years, I've started to watch more <laughs> opening, expanding my horizons. But is it always a thing for the promotional poster to literally have all the characters, especially in these like wedding type movies where they're wearing the last scene? Like, OK, spoiler alert, guys, they get <laughs> in the end. I'm looking at the poster right now and they're all wearing the stuff they wore at the of uh michelle and uh, uh fuck boy yeah 
Um, yes. I, I fucking hate that trend where they kind of telegraph the ending. Like it's called maybe I do. But according to the poster, it's like, no, they did. Maybe that was the only day they could, all, they could make it happen. That's so funny. You point that yeah, out. She's literally wearing enough. her wedding dress in the poster of this movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like give, you know, I, I get that the audience is stupid, but we're not that's stupid are we <laughs> no i think that they just i don't know maybe, i think maybe that's a marketing thing it's fucking lazy There's what it yeah, is exactly. frank yes. i'm gonna roll in the final thoughts and i'm gonna go first because you guys have way more interesting opinions than i do it's a january movie like it's not gonna get great ratings but script wise and how it flowed most times if i kept framing it as a stage show it was good like i if, at points i stopped even like watching it and just listened to it because if you listen to it, it still had the cadence of the stage show, which was great. I just don't think it needed to be a movie. And, I, and that's where I think its downfall is. Uh, I, I, I mean, and we could rip apart like, you know, it's it's uh, contrived in some places and, you know, the performances vary. But I guess there's a reason why this came out in January. It's just not great they couldn't even do the valentine's day release <laughs> yeah couldn't, couldn't even make it to valentine's day it's not terrible it, again if you frame it as a state show it's way better so i'm going to give it a 5.1 out of 10 times william h macy just made me laugh out loud because he's just fucking a treasure so my main thing when i finish a movie is i like to think to myself who was this movie made for and I think it's crystal clear that this movie was made for older white people because there was not a splash <laughs> of, of melanin anywhere in this movie. Uh, well, wait, they had the I, one I black guy in they the had beginning. The token oh, yeah, yeah. Right up front, get him out of the way so we can move on to the important people. <laughs> well, like, oh, well that, that, that guy, that, that guy, that guy is a little bit of a troublemaker. He stoked the fire. He's the one that's like, dude, you got to. No, <laughs> gotta get that. Our kids day. are gonna He's have to grow up together. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow, it is for it is. old white people. And not just that, it's. I guess they want that demographic of people to come to the theater and see this. I have no idea how it was green light, green lit to go to theaters. This is through and through Hallmark quality writing, directing. The only thing that makes it theater, um, theater level, are the you know the actors that they got for this film. Somehow, I guess maybe they're, you know, all retired and they're just like, oh, yeah, we'll do this free lunch, whatever. But um, <laughs> we have not <laughs> talked enough about Susan motherfucking Sarandon. How is this woman so gorgeous? Literally, the first scene when she was in the bed, my eyes immediately went to her cleavage and I was like, damn, Janet, you still got it, girl. She she not only was she <laughs> so attractive, I've never been attracted to like a woman like this but um <laughs> things are really coming out of this review but um i was very attracted to her throughout the whole movie loved her she brought some life she's to 77 the movie. this year you i know can't that? believe it she's 77 I, this year i need yeah. whatever she's, she's having she's i want what she's having but um <laughs> she was the life of this movie for me every time she was on screen i know they they wanted her character to be like a bitch maybe unlikable i don't know for me i loved her um, she was the only person when they came on screen, I wasn't like, oh, here we go again. Like some stale dialogue. I mean, her dialogue wasn't great, but at least she put some life into it. And she's got she some, flair some flair to her character. And she was a, a diva. I, I enjoyed watching her and especially watching her interact with all the other characters. Uh, so that 
was a highlight of the film for me. Everybody else I could give or take. Uh, like I said, they were mostly sleepwalking through the film. Nothing special was told as far as a moral of the story, which this type of film I feel like should have a moral. Like, or else what are we here for? I want to learn from my elders. But um, <laughs> I am going to give this film, if it had been released on Hallmark, it probably would have been a 9 out of 10 on Hallmark. But because they're putting it in the theaters, and that's so disrespectful, I'm going to do a 4 out of 10 nipple high belts. And y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let me say right off the bat, I am not a huge fan of rom-coms, and I did this as a gift for Frank. Thank Let's you. Let's just call it a, a happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. It's a birthday. Yeah. <laughs> just like this movie was. <laughs> I will, because no one's mentioned it, and Frank might, I guess, but this is a reunion for um, Richard Gere and Diane Keaton, because they were in Looking for, for Mr. Mr. Goodbar yeah. together. Different couple here, but yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I have a note here, and I have to say it, and I'm really mad at the, at the writer for this, because uh, there's a scene where William H. Macy is at the theater with Diane Keaton, and then she goes over to him because he's crying, and she said, well, you look distressed. And he said, I'm at the movies by myself. Of course I'm distressed. And I'm like, fuck you. I enjoy going to the movies yeah. by myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. You know, I'm married, and I will go with my husband, but sometimes he doesn't want to leave the house, or he doesn't want to <laughs> see something that I want to see, and I have zero problems yeah. Never had a problem going by myself. Yeah. And it's weird to me that people won't. All right. So fuck you, whatever the writer's Michael name is. Jacob, who, who, Michael if, Jacob. If, if you were a kid in the 90s, you saw his name every Friday night when Boy Meets World came on. Again, this is just, this movie's not really for me. And we've all said it, but it definitely would have made, uh, or was, I guess, a better play than a movie because it should not have been a movie. So um, I'm going to give this. Uh, I'm sorry to steal your rating there, Kim. I'm going to give it four out of ten times. I wish I was watching these actors in a better movie. Because I like them. They're yeah. all great actors. It's a great cast. I don't know who the dude was, but, um, <laughs> you know, he wasn't unpleasant uh, to look at. But everybody else is a great actor, and I wish I was watching something better. I uh, I kind of forgot what he looked like scene to scene like oh yeah you're that I mean, guy he's, yeah he's he's a generic white man but yeah. you know well yeah this is my idea to watch this and i was really hoping like i said before for some like sort of farcical like um french like sort of sex you know like old um old time like you know 60s sort of like you know like slapsticky play um and we didn't get that we, we what we got here did have some laughs it did have some insight into when marriages come to an impasse and i think you know, all marriages eventually do come to an impasse and how each couple uh reacts to it um is obviously you know is going to be you know based on their journey up to up to up to up to that point um i don't think it explores any of these ideas thoroughly enough um to warrant you know the very 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 short runtime this is lacking in a lot of um areas the characters aren't really characters they're just sketches um there's there's really no bones here there's really like no bones to to this script uh to the way it moves uh nothing and you really wish that there was because there's enough here for it to work like there's no reason that that we should have gotten this movie that we did not with this caliber of actors 
not with uh, a writer director who is so clearly wanting to explore this subject um and who does you know put in you know there are laughs peppered throughout here mainly through wordplay um between characters but overall it 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 just lays there um flat and it is hollow um and that makes me sad <laughs> that really makes me sad because i was i was hoping this would be like a nice little january gem but it's not so i'm gonna go ahead and give this five out of ten i'm so glad nobody else took it because it's I, and i was surprised nobody else took it five out of ten buckets of chicken that you just take from the restaurant to a hotel room like just you know and <laughs> just just keep just keep with you like it's a pet or something i mean gosh whatever it, it okay. was weird they didn't give the clerk a piece right when they were, i mean it was right there on the counter or why didn't he take a piece because he was that kind of a guy yeah it's it's a testament too on that fried chicken to be like that good to eat, you know, hours after you ordered it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. you know, like a bucket of KFC that's good for like eight hours, like if you get extra crispy versus original. Original gets soggy if it's left out too long, but the crispy will last you eight to twelve hours. That, that's- I know this because I worked at a Kentucky fried chicken. I'm not weird. <laughs> 